up, folks? Welcome to another week, the Live Life Aggressively Podcast. Sincere Hogan, Mike Mahler. What's going on, my man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? So you scared me. I thought Skype dropped you right at the beginning of the call. Like, oh, we're going to start off like that, Skype? <laughs> That's how we're going to roll this week? We're going to start <laughs> like, show off by dropping How, how are you doing? Silent. It's like cricket. It's like either Mike's in a bad mood. <laughs> got dropped. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, give man. Give you the silent treatment today. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you're gonna be mute today. All right. I guess you've been taking that whole be quiet while the guests are talking thing a little literally now. Now you just won't talk at all. <laughs> no more Micah's interrupt us. All right. You just get all sensitive on that last episode, man. But <laughs> speaking of which, man, man, that John Hines episode is just people are still. Still, there's a lot of response still behind that, man. There's a lot of people telling us, sending us emails, and I've got a lot of messages as well. Like, you know what? After listening to the episode, I feel really crappy as I looked at my TRX hanging down from my ceiling. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's, quite a few people are rethinking owning that TRX and really, you know, getting the whole information on that story, man. So i got to say it's probably one of our more downloaded episodes out there. So, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, people, hop on. You know, scan through and search for it. Um, it's actually the episode right before, right before the one with um, Jay Ashman. I believe it is episode 59, and that's the one with, with John Hines. He comes on, he tells his side of the story of what happened between him and TRX, and pretty much there was some copying going on and some people taking credit for things that they didn't create. So I can just give you a hint if you haven't heard the show. The ones that may have jacked, allegedly jacked the idea were not on this show. But the door is always open. They can always come back and get on the show. And they can come on the show and state their case. And that would be probably awesome on their part. It would be great for the people to actually hear from the side of the folks over at TRX. So, again, that door is always open for them to come on and tell their side of the story. So just in case you guys are wondering if this is a one-sided thing, if we're being biased, yeah, we're, gonna, we're a little biased because it's our buddy. and it's, He got screwed. But at the same time, we're going to also make sure that we have that open door policy. So the TRX crew, the official TRX <clears throat> inventor, <clears throat> um, can always um, come on the show and um, state his case. So that door is always open, brother, man. So come on over here, man. Let people know what's, what, what your side of the story is. So therefore, you know, we'll let everybody make their own decision. But obviously, a lot of people that know John Hines have to listen to this show, and they know – that he's a man of integrity, they've pretty much made their decision. And a lot of people are canning the TRX, is taking them to goodwill, giving them to other charitable causes. And, yeah, and so, yeah, man, that's just high rolls. And one thing about it, we pull no punches on this show. So at the same time, both sides of the story of any situation, anybody we bring on, they can always come on the show and, um, yeah, share their point of view and let everybody right, else decide. Exactly. That's what this show is about. It's about you having the option to make your own decision. One thing about it, we're not going to pound you in the head and say, you better think this way, you better think that way. Because guess what? We don't roll that way. So you, we don't let people tell us how to dictate our lives and tell us what to do, and we don't do the same for you. We won't do that to you. And on that note, I call that a segue. Okay, let's yeah. talk about one, <laughs> let's, get, let's get something straight here. Now, over the weekend, you know, we, we got an email, because we love it when you guys send us email and send us constructive criticism and we like praise too so yeah we like both but my thing is um also anyone that's listened to this show especially if you've been listening past uh well, let's say this episode you know how mike and i roll the name of the show is live life aggressively now what that means is you take charge you own your own life you don't 
follow anyone's rules and have them dictate what you need to be doing with yourself if it does not go in accord to the way that you live and with your values. With that being said, one thing I think everybody can understand here, you can't tell us what to say or what to do on this show. It's not going to work. We're going to rebel. Now, that being said, there was an email over the weekend from one of our listeners who was a faithful listener. So the thing is, I'm not going to really put him on blast. So this is pretty much, pretty much he's got to kind of be the sacrificial lamb without being tortured and, and destroyed. Well, I'm not going to do that. Because like I said, he is a faithful listener. He's a, he's a pretty good guy. Okay? This is just to go out for anyone else in the near future that also feel that this show could be a little, let's say, abrasive, a little coarse. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's just our personalities. That's what it's all about. And this is one of the things, I just want to say this, you know, Mike and, um, and, and Michael, the guy who sent the email, you know, they, they had a dialogue over the weekend and, you know, pretty much got an understanding. But basically it was to the point where, you know, Michael was just saying that, you know, he loved the show and everything. But, you know, he just thinks that we could, you know, we dropped a lot of F-bombs in that John Hines episode that we could do without the F-bombs and pretty much, you know, just to paraphrase, makes it seem like we, you know, we can have an educated conversation or something like that without cursing. All right, so right. here's my take on that. You know, of course, you know, Mike responded, uh, our show, Mike, you know, the host, Mike, you know, that, you know, that seems a little pretentious to say such things. And, you know, pretty much I've heard this before, whereas, oh, you don't have to curse because, you know, when people curse all the time, you know, they only curse all the time because they have nothing to say. There's a quote, and that's a line somebody Jack from Boys in the Hood from Lawrence Fishburne. And that's what he said <laughs> right. told his son. I remember that line from, from Boys in the Hood. But I'm going to say this right here. Here's the thing. You need, first of all, when it comes to this field that we're in, it's all about knowing your audience, knowing your audience. Yeah, we're not necessarily broadcasting show to quote-unquote street thugs or people who want to make that assumption about whenever you use coarse language. But let me tell you something about passion. You can't rein in passion, and you can't define passion and give it a, just this one look over how passion should look. So... One thing about that last episode, one, and this is what gets me, is the fact that it's not like every episode, it's just like every other word, like other podcasts out there, where every other word is just curse word, curse word, curse word, which curse words to me is just funny in particular because most of the words that actually curse and hurt people are not even the ones people call curse words. It is not going to be the four-letter words and all that. It's other things, right. poverty, yeah. you know, GMOs. Monsanto, these are curse words right here, you know, so class system, you know, so things like yeah, that. That's, exactly. Those are curse words right there. So let's just reevaluate. Let's really check our language before you start trying to check other people's language. So that's the thing about it. And, yeah, words can hurt, but the thing is when somebody's expressing themselves and they're not being facetious towards someone else, then there should not be a problem. But to equate using curse words to having, a, you know, a lack of an educated conversation or just lack of education, I think it's hilarious because – some of the most successful and educated people out there, they will drop so-called curse words left and right. And, I mean, you'll hear that from a Richard Branson. You'll get it from a Mark Cuban. You know, you'll get it from Steve Jobs when he was around. Everybody was an asshole well, probably, to that guy. you probably get it from the owner of the company that this guy works for, the listener in question. Well, oh, definitely from them. I mean, come on, man. You, you want to tell me computer, computer geeks curse more than anyone else. Okay, because, yeah, exactly. you know, because you know why? A lot of times, a lot of really, really smart computer, geek, computer geeks have problems verbally communicating with people in the real world and that outside of that world of programming. So it's really hard for them. Do you have technical problems going on? I mean, whenever you have a computer problem, don't even tell me you don't cuss about it. The right? first word out of your mouth. Like, what the? You were talking just five minutes ago. I was trying to talk, and we, I got cut off on Skype. The first word out of my mind was, F you, Skype. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I, I just think that people – 
if you're if you're a sensitive kind of person, then our show's not for you. It's really that simple. I mean, we've said that from the get go, and we're, we're I'm, I'm not going to censor myself because someone may be offended by what I have to say. Because the whole point of this show is that whatever comes to mind, we let it roll. You know, that's yeah. one of the things. That's one of the things that makes it interesting. And this is the way I talk when I'm speaking freely. So if you came over to my house, this is the way I would talk. And I, I kind of look at the podcast as kind of an extension of our respective houses. So you, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get the real us on the show. Yeah, you know, he mentioned that, you know, he can't, you know, listen to the show around his kids or his wife. Well, here's the thing. This is not a kid's show, and guess what I, guess what I do every week when I upload this show? I make sure to label this show explicit, and I also state why it's explicit, not sexual content or anything like that. It's, you know, poor language, okay? And that's why it's usually rated, rated PG because guess what? Almost every movie out there, they have the same words in those movies, or, you know, or for mature audiences. That's why we have the ratings on there. And guess what? The beautiful thing about this, because it is not terrestrial radio that is governed by the U.S. government like the FCC, the thing right. is we don't have to label these shows. We really don't. We're not obligated to put explicit on it. That right there is, a, that is out of a courtesy for those who do want to listen. But the things we talk about on the show is not geared toward an 8-year-old, okay? It is geared toward their parent, so they won't end up, here comes an F-bomb, ready for it? So they want to fucking that 8-year-old's life up by doing bull crap and not living the life that they should be leading in order to set a good I, I just think people are so too sensitive about semantics. So, I mean, I, I grew up around curse language and so forth, and people, people now are like, oh, that explains a lot about you, but, you know, but, I mean, but you know what? I'm, you know what I grew up around I'm just, saying, it's, it's, I'm just saying people get offended about the wrong things, okay? Let's, let's get offended it, about no human yeah. slavery. Let's get offended about Monsanto owning our food supply. Let's get offended about... You know, animal suffering in factory farms. I mean, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. And in terms of the companies that he, like the companies that he's worked for, let's get offended by privacy issues online. Right. That's offensive. Right. You know, selling right. our private information and, and some of those companies giving up our private information to the government to not, to, to be used for not necessarily the best intentions. Let's be offended by that. So that being said, and I'm going to wrap this up, this is one of the reasons why I left terrestrial radio in the first place. And the thing is, when you start trying to police what people say and the way they feel, that's when we become this communist state. And that's when we have a problem. And then that's when this is no longer United, the United States of America. You know, it's all, we have enough issues to have to deal with in the first place. So that being said, I'm done with the subject after this. So I'm just going to put this out there now. For everyone coming in on episode number, I believe this is 61, here's yep. the deal. This show is not for your children, unless your children are mature enough to sift through some words to actually get the content, which the content itself outweighs a one or two episodes of F-bombs when it's great content 24-7 every episode. So let's not be a typical human being and focus on one or two little negative things when there's 98, 99% of great things out there at the same time. Let's, let's, right. Again, let's live our life a little bit more aggressively here and sift through the BS and just, you know, let's not, let's not pick apart all the petty stuff. There are bigger issues out there than a couple right. of four-letter words. There are things much bigger. There's a four-letter word out there that's doing more damage than anything. It's called AIDS. Focus on that four-letter word. And how can you stop right. that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, we agree to disagree. And we still part as friends because, A, he said what he had to say. We were, you know, he had, his, he had his opinion. Okay, so, and we have ours. And at the end well, of the day, I also think that his intentions were – he had his heart in the right place. I mean, he yeah, he did, and that's why I'm not – He wasn't like, you know, you guys, your show sucks, and this yeah. is why I'm never going to listen again. He was like, you know, I'm a big fan of your show, and 
you know, just my my opinion. I don't like this, and, and that's okay. You can share your opinion. I mean, we're going to share ours back, you know, right. and, and I'm going to do it in the way I normally do it, you know, which yeah, is forthright. Right. That's what's cool because and, he and came from a respectful place. He came exactly. from a respectful place. He wasn't exactly. being an asshole about it because you know there no, are people out there, and you know, so and hey, like I said, that's a, that's a cool thing amongst men and human beings. You know, we have to agree to disagree sometimes. We can't all be yes men, and we're not going to always say things or do things that you're going to agree with 100%, and that's awesome. Keep it that way. We love it that way because guess what? You know what that means? That means you're human. You're breathing. You're functioning in the world. You're not a robot like so many. It's enough sheep out there. So I'm glad he disagreed. That's awesome. That's just one less sheep in the herd. Where where (laughs) I get a little bit belligerent is the fact that, we both do this show where we're paying to do this show and we're bringing people great information each week. I mean, there's other things we could be doing for our businesses, but, and yeah, and this show is good for our business, but let's be honest at this stage in the show where we're still building this content, we're still putting it out there. We're, we're spending money to get it out there and, and time to get good guests and so forth. So I take, so that, that part irritates me there is that you're getting free information and you're complaining about free information. It's like, come on. <laughs> Now, if you're buying a product, I can understand that. And if you buy a video from me or come to one of my courses, I don't cuss at all because I, I don't think it's professional in that context because right. I, I understand that. But when it's a free podcast where the tone of the show has been established from episode one, and if it wasn't, if it wasn't established in that episode, it was definitely established in the episode where we talked you know, about bleached assholes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of like, sets the tone of what's yeah, going <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't get it in episode one, you've had about 60 other ones to kind of like get the message, okay? So, so yeah. and pretty consistent underlying theme. Yeah, it's like one thing about it. It's not like we try to come off hard right in the beginning of the end. It's like, oh, that's not who those guys really are. Like, you, hey, <laughs> this is what you get. Okay, this is just how Mike and I are, even in our personal relationship. This is what our wives got. This is what you get. Come on, you know that from day one. Don't, you can't change this. This is what you get. You bought this. Guess what? There's no return policy. Okay, so that's the thing about yeah, that. I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't been divorced twice. Be, oh, actually, I should say I'm the, I, 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 I wasn't like dropped twice, but I haven't been through two marriages twice because, because I'm willing to change myself. Because because I'm not willing to change myself for anybody. So if I'm not willing to do it for people in my intimate life, you bet your ass I'm not going to do it for people I've never met in my life. So it's like, you know, whenever someone tries to change me or like make a suggestion, I'm just like, come on, dude. Constructive criticism, sure, I'll listen to it. But if I I don't think it's useful, don't expect me to apply it. Just because you're giving it doesn't mean I'm actually going to use it. I may think the advice sucks. You know, it's my problem. Yeah, exactly. So... On a lighter note, <laughs> yeah, I just want to get that out there because trust me, I saw, I, I caught a glimpse of that email over the weekend, and if anybody's listening to the show, you know, A, one of my rules that I set for myself, no computers on the weekend. I spend that time with my family, so I just happened to see a little bit of it on my cell phone, and then I just moved on from that because I didn't, just, I just kind of saw the first couple of sentences, and I was like, ah, I'm not trying to read this right now because I'm in a great mood. I'm playing dominoes with my father-in-law. I'm whooping him once again. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't want to kill the mood and then end up having a losing streak, so I just moved on from that. So, again, again, people, you got you to set your own rules and live by it no matter what. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, going to check my phone at the blackjack table in between the shoes. I was like, no, 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 no. You're not breaking my concentration. Right now. I'm, like, I'm almost done, though, so I'm going to get up like sugar once I get over in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, folks. So on the flip side of that, don't forget, people, we've got quite a few things coming up, quite a few things. One of the first things is 
for me and for Mike, what you can do is use the coupon code LLA. Do not forget to use that. Hop over to newwarriortraining.com and you'll get 30% off of my physical or digital copy of my DVD, my bodyweight training DVD. Good for training anytime, anywhere. It does not matter. Changing up your current programming, getting through some plateaus, actually working on some joint mobility issues you may be having at the same time. All that is great for those things, man, and it's fun. And parents out there, it's also a lot of fun to do these exercises with your kids, a lot of animal-based movements, uh, very creative. Some things are from certain Brazilian martial arts and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. You definitely want to check that out. And also, you also get that with that same coupon code, you'll get 30% off of my weight management course. This is helping people take control of their health and not put it in the hands of all this confusing information out there. You got people like Dr. Oz and all these other folks trying to tell you this is the great diet to do right now. Here's the diet to do right here. And then next, you know, two weeks later, they're no longer agreeing with that. So you're going up and down. You don't know what's what anymore. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, nothing beats learning the foundation and making it work for you. And that's what this course is all about. Really simple to use, but not so simple that it's boring. A lot of great different things to help you and resources to help you learn each module that's, that, um, that is produced for each of the eight weeks that is put together. Excuse me. So with that being said, you'll, you'll get PDFs, you get videos, you get audio, you get all that. It's very interactive. So one thing about that, it helps you really retain the information and helps you sift through all the BS that you see in the media. So you can get 30% off of that course as well by using coupon code LLA. You can find all this information on my website, newwarriortraining.com. Mike? Awesome, man. Yeah, you can use that same coupon code LLA. You'll get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements. I've got the best natural testosterone booster ever made in the history of supplementation. We've got my Restorezyme product, which manages inflammation extremely well, so you have less joint pain. You get better workout recovery. You just feel better in general because, remember, inflammation is the root cause of every disease. You want to make sure you don't have excessive inflammation. And then you get my recovery oil because it helps you with deep sleep. And if you're not getting that deep sleep in, you can forget about great workout progress, feeling good, and aging well. You're going to be in a rapidly aging state, and you're going to get wrinkles long before you should if you're not getting that deep sleep every night. So the recovery oil is transdermal magnesium zinc MSM. You just rub it in your skin. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be right before you go to bed. It can be a few hours before because it will be a slow drip delivery. And then you're going to be in that relaxed state because magnesium is a natural muscle relaxant. So you're going to sleep better. You're going to get into a deep dream state, wake up, refreshed, bam, ready to go. So first thing people notice it, usually on the first day that they take it. So check that out at MikeMahler.com. Remember, use that coupon code LLA. And also don't forget to get in our VIP list for our course in September. We've got 60 people on that list now. So it's, it's piling up. And some of you may be thinking, well, man, if there's already 60 people on it, then there's really no point in me sending my name. And that, that's the wrong way to look at it because just because there's 60 people on the list doesn't mean that we're going to send it. In, yeah, we're not going to send the offer to the, in, in the order that it came in. So in other words, the first person to get on that list is not going to have first gifts. We're not gonna, it's not like we're going to send the offer to that guy first, and then if we don't hear from him, we go to number two. <laughs> we're going to blast it out to the entire group, and then whoever signs up first is going to get in at the best price. So make sure you get on that list. You can either email me, Mike at LLAPodcast.com or Sincere at LLAPodcast.com. Just put Vegas VIP in the subject line, and we'll get you on that list. Just keep in mind the course is going to be no less than $800. The pricing will start at probably between $800 and $1,000, and it's going to go incrementally as the interest comes in. 
So, so don't get on that list thinking that you're getting into the course for free or that it's going to be a $100 course or that it's going to be $50. I mean, this is not going to be a cheap, cheap course in the sense that you're going to have to put some money out. But remember, you're getting four of the most well-known kettlebell fitness type personalities in the country at one event. So it's, and frankly, if you break it down for per hour days. and you look at the cost, I mean, $1,000 for two days, 16 hours of intense training where, you know, we don't even take lunch breaks at these courses. Usually no. someone will lecture through lunch so that we're not wasting that time either. Right. So we, we, we don't waste time here. It's not one of these events where it says eight hours and then, you know, people are chit-chatting for an hour at the beginning and <laughs> we start late and then there's an hour and a half lunch and then we end an hour early. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been to events where it's like that. It's like, man, I mean, we, we only had about three hours of content out of eight today. Right. So there you go, folks. It's like I said, and, and here's the thing. If you were going to a course like this with folks like us and you were paying $200, $300, you should be deathly afraid. Something yeah, is not right. Something it does not compute. That is a red flag right there. You, when it comes to something, I mean, the thing is people pay for great stuff. That's the thing about it. And when it comes to something that has value, most of the time, people don't give a damn how much it is because they know they're going to get a lot more from it than what they put into it. And that's what this is. This is like flipping a house right now. You know, the thing is you put a little bit in and you come out, boom, you come out with so much more. And you're like, that up, like we always say on the show, you're going to probably feel a little guilty. Like, oh, man, I would have paid a lot more for that. If, you know, these guys have asked, well, hey, sure, we'll take a donation. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take bonuses. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah, man. So, like I said, it's going to be far. We're Trust me, the four of us are going to over-deliver big time. And like it's going to go beyond just hands-on training for 16 hours. It's what's also happening after and before those 16 hours, man, that, that you can't put a price on. And right. it's going to be an experience. And if you don't know what that means, look that word up and get to the real nitty-gritty of what experience <laughs> is all about. Okay, so I know people throw that around, but no. Nah. When it comes to the four of us, it's going to be an experience, man. Well, keep in mind, I mean, this course is taking place in Las Vegas. It's not taking place in Akron, Ohio, or West Virginia. You know, it's taking place in Las Vegas, which is the entertainment city of America. And people from all over the world come out here to have a good time. So the ability to have a good time here is going to be incredible. And we're looking at hotel deals at nice casinos off strip because the event is not going to be on the strip. It's going to be off strip in the suburbs where I live. You're looking at two. (laughs) Yeah. We're looking at two casinos that are super nice. And we're going to look at getting a group deal so everyone can stay in the same place. And then we can have shuttles taking you to and from the events. We can have shuttles taking you down to the strip. Don't have a good time. So those are the things we're kind of looking into as well. We're looking at where we can rent out space for after parties, things like that. We want this to be a fun event where you have a, a, a lot of time with not just the instructors, but also the other students, because you're, you're going to make some good friends at events like this. It happens every time. You get to be around some like-minded people. I mean, ask yourself, how many like-minded people do you have where you live? And a lot of people don't really know that many people that are like them, really into fitness and taking charge of their life and so forth. And that's why things like social media are so powerful and popular is that people are trying to connect with other similar-minded people. But right. that's nothing to connecting with people in the real world at a fun event. So now you get to come out and learn from Steve Cotter, Sincere Hogan, Mike Mahler, Ken Blackburn, have a blast, and all of us are very accessible guys. And then you get to interact with the other students and all of us together having a good time. So we're, this is not going to be one of those events where we're these stuck-up instructors where we just teach and then we just leave immediately before anyone can ask questions or, 
or we have a group dinner where all the instructors are sitting at one table and then you know, everybody else is just hanging out. I hate when I see that kind of stuff. You know, we're we're going right. to make a point of being available and accessible at this event. It's going to be a good time. I mean, you're, we're going to be talking about this every episode until September. So you're, you're, you're going to get – you might as well sign up because you're going to get fed up hearing about it. We're going, to, we're going to wear you down. I mean, right now you may be on the fence. Believe me, give it 10 more episodes. We're going to wear you down until you think, man, I should have gotten on that list and signed up when the price was $500 lower. You know, now I'm paying $15.95. I could have gotten in for $8.95 if I jumped on it. Or it's to the point where you'll hear you'll hear us talking about it and it's sold out, and you're the one and you're the one sitting on the waiting list hoping for the best. <laughs> so and you know there's really, a good chance it'll be sold out just from the VIP list, honestly, because we yeah. we, we can only take 40 people. So I mean, right now if we get half of those people on that list, we're more than 75 percent of the way of being sold out. And and by the and we're not going to officially launch this course for registrations until May, and it's only March right now. Right. So, I mean, wait until we get to May. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to be over 100 people on that list. Right. So, snooze, you lose. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my, and you, know, you, know what, you know what's worse than being on the – you know what sucks more than being just on that waiting list? Being the person that listens to the show on September 23rd, that Monday, <laughs> and, and, and you have to hear about – how awesome it was. And you're yeah, like, right. well, damn. And well, next time. Nope, not so much, buddy. No, next time. See, the problem, it's, as that quote goes, see, the problem is you actually think that you have time. Okay. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, get, yeah get exactly. It's, exactly. it's going to be a lot of fun, though, on, on, a, on a serious note. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I'm cool. looking forward to it. I haven't looked forward to a, a workshop like it's so long to feel like this where I'm just like, I'm antsy. I'm right. like, man, is it September yet? This is going to be like, it's yeah, to the point too. where I'm looking at material I'm going to present like, nah, nah, I actually want to add this. I said, these folks deserve this. You know, a lot of people haven't seen this. I'm going to pull this out. You know, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I know they're going to love this. So it, it's, it's one of those things where we're pulling out all the stops here. So it's not going to be the typical things. If you've attended any of our workshops before, it's not going to be the same old, same old, man. We're, like I said, we're digging into some new new areas right here. And this is an advantage you're going to have over a lot of people who've attended our workshops in the past. So there you go. To put it succinctly, folks, we're going balls deep. Balls deep. In fact, from now on, if you're down with that, if you're down with that, here's our new hashtag now. Here's our new hashtag. So hashtag L-L-A-B-D-E-W, balls deep every week. Okay, so that's, that's that's the new hashtag from now on, whether you're on Facebook, on Twitter, anything regarding the show, hashtag L-L-A-B-W, excuse me, B-D-E-W. Okay. We make that our new coupon code, Balls Deep. You know, use coupon code. <laughs> no, let's code, balls we'll save deep. that. No, we're gonna save that for some products down the line where they're gonna have to go balls deep. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, we, you and I've been talking back and forth about some some interesting courses and products that we can, you know, put right, together for right. our listeners, and we're gonna save that coupon code for those products because it's gonna be a situation where they're gonna have to go balls deep with that, and not just with purchasing the product, but the content, what they're going to get from that product, what, how it's going to help them, will make them right. go ball deep in life. So <laughs> we're going to put you guys in such a, and ladies, we're going to put you in a position where you can just knock the bottom out of life, okay? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that phrase never gets old. Right? It's, like, well, it's going to be like the team every episode now. To the and point where people email us, they'll be like, man, you know, I'm really excited about that episode. You guys really went balls deep on it. And, you know, people are going to be using that phrase in the chorus. Man, I, I mean, that, that double swing was awesome. You really went balls deep on that one. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, ladies, come on, that works for you too. Okay, I don't know. Like, what about ovaries? Like, no, ovaries just kind of like sit there and they, it sits back and judge the balls. Like, yeah, not deep enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they're more like the, the like the the judges exactly. Exactly. Like, nah, somebody, yeah. How about that? Nah, not quite. Nope. <laughs> Let me know when you're there, okay? I'll be right here. So that's just how that works out. <laughs> so yeah, the ovaries have the final say. So okay. So we'll put it that way. <laughs> well, folks, we were supposed to have our guest Tyrone Bell, who's the trainer for the Spartacus series, the Spartacus show, and he's still going to come on, but he's, I don't think he's going to come on right now because we had this daylight savings time thing occur, and I think that's yeah, it makes a lot, America. Yeah, exactly. He was supposed to come on Arizona. Arizona's the only exactly. people that are smart enough not to do that daylight savings time BS. He probably thinks it's 12 my time over there in Australia, and he's probably waiting to come on in about a half hour or so. So I think what we'll do is just make this one of our own episodes, talk a little bit more for the next 30 minutes, and then we'll, have, we'll record Tyrone when he comes in as a separate episode. So we've got a few talking points here if you want to jump into some of those. Let's do it. Okay, cool. First of all, we're kind of on this nice theme of, you know, people, uh, not to say that our guest, or not to say that our listener who was giving us some advice was messing with us, but I've, that's kind of been the theme of my week, where I've had different people <laughs> kind of messing with me. And I'm going to address some of that. And, I, of course, I retaliated already to the people in question, but I'm going to bring up some of that stuff here because I think it's interesting oh, talk. I know where this okay. one's going. <laughs> yeah, we'll I know which one is first. Yeah, we'll see which, how much time we have to get, though. It's been too many. I don't know if I can address all of these people on one episode. <laughs> definitely not fodder for, for quite a few. Okay, so I was, I was working out with my good friend Josh Franklin this past Friday, and at the end of the workout, we decided to do a full-out set on double swings. Let's just do a finisher, see how many reps we can get. So I was like, all right, I want to shoot for 50 this time. So that's what I said I'm going to do last week. 50 with two 70-pound kettlebells. Double swing outside the feet. Those of you who know me know that, I, that that's my preferable style because my body type rather than swinging in between the feet. So anyway, we filmed the, he filmed the clip for me, banged out 50 reps clean, no issues, good form. Posted that online, posted it on Facebook, Twitter. 99% of the people are like, wow, that's badass, that's awesome. People who haven't tried were like, I want to try that style. So I'm giving people technique tips and so forth. And then one guy who doesn't know me at all, clearly, because he didn't just put his foot in his mouth, he put his whole ass in his mouth with the post he put up on my Facebook oh, page. Oh, a little, a little ATM, <laughs> a little ATM yeah. for you guys. He gets on my Facebook page where this clip is, and he's like, oh, I don't know how I came across this. It just came up in my feed. But uh, he's like, you know, I don't think you should be putting out this, this clip of poor technique. He's like, I think you really need to learn how to use kettlebells properly and, and check out the Strong First community. And <laughs> forget about strong first. I was about to make a strong fist when I was reading this. Punch through the Yeah, because, because, I, because there were so many. I was like, first of all, man, if you want to critique my technique, that's one thing. But don't tell me that I need to go to a strong first course because that's not where I'm going to go for optimal kettlebell technique. That's where, that's where it isn't. All right. RKC strong first is not where the best kettlebell technique is, period. Now, are there some good things to the RKC? Um, strong first, I'm not even familiar with. So I'm not even going to comment on that. But what I've seen online is atrocious. It's abysmal. The jerk technique that they were putting up online, 
is, is painfully bad. Anyone who's ever done a kettlebell jerk in their life is going to look at that and cringe. I don't even teach the kettlebell jerk because I don't consider myself an expert on it. So you'll never see a clip of me doing kettlebell jerks unless I decide to really dial it in and, and compete. But I don't, it's just not a move I do that much about. But I can, I, can, I can assess whether someone has good technique or not on that. And the strong first technique that they put out for a kettlebell jerk, you, you can't even call it that. I mean, we'll, we'll, put, we'll add, we'll, maybe we'll add a, a link to it on, or we'll Please. talk about it. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll add a link to it in the show notes so that you can see what we're talking about. It's, just, it's not just me being hard. Some people may think, well, Mike, you know, you had a falling out with Paul Bonner, KC, that's why you're being that. It's like, yeah, I did have a falling out there, but that's not what this is about. This is about crappy technique, and someone – slamming my technique, which is not crappy, it's solid. You don't get 50 reps with two 70-pound kettlebells and you weigh 200 pounds if it's crappy technique. That's the first no. part. Good luck so when you that. see someone do 50 reps with 70% of their body weight on a difficult exercise with a calm face like a Buddhist monk the whole time, then it's not poor technique. I didn't bang up my knees like, oh, you may hurt your knees on that. It's like, yeah, I may. If I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I'm I just say, yeah, if your technique sucks, yeah, good luck. <laughs> you can bang your knees in between your feet, too, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have the control. And then it was kind of like, oh, your trap shouldn't be sore. It's a posterior chain exercise. You just oh, be glued my gosh. It's like, yes, it is a posterior chain exercise, but the traps come into play at the very end, just like with Olympic lifting. Why do you think Olympic lifters have big traps? From doing barbell squats? No. It's from all the Olympic lifting moves. That, those are posterior chain exercises as well. Like yeah, the more know, and, and I'll say this. Like back off. And then well, one final thing is that I, I responded to every single one of his points, and I said exactly what I said here. I go, look, man, you know, here's, here's who I am. You know, go Google me for five minutes before you start slamming me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a world-renowned, respected kettlebell expert. Right? That's just a fact. It's, that's not, not just my opinion. It's a fact. I've been all over the world teaching kettlebell training. Very well-respected in this, in this industry. Now, also, the thing also here is that he deleted his post after I responded with mine, so, which was kind of funny because it's like, okay, now mine looks like it's out of context. I was like, well, why did you <laughs> delete your post? He's like, well, I didn't want to come off like I'm a dick. I'm like, well, too late. Too late. <laughs> Own it. Own it. And then, and then to be fair, you know, his second post was like, you know, here's what I'm trying to say. And, you know, by the end of it, we, we, were, we were cool. But my point is, is that I'm still, we're not completely cool because my attitude is that that, that initial post is what you really thought. And then you realize, oh, shit, I just put my ass in my mouth, and I'm going to look like an idiot here in front of Mike's audience if I don't delete this, so I better make a mid-course correction. And then, and then so, so you're, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that you're a cool guy from the get-go. You just, real, you just you, you put your true self out there, and then you realize we're probably going to get a lot of flack for that, and then you made a mid-course correction. And then the funniest thing was like, oh, uh, you know, I think club bells would be a better. But the funny thing is, like, you shouldn't swing anything on the outside of your feet, right? That's the first thing. And then it says, well, you know, club bells would be a better fit for that. I'm like, well, which one is Pick it? Pick one, man. Pick is, one. Is, is, it, is it safe for why? If it if it's safe for club bells, why wouldn't it be safe for kettlebells with the right technique? It's like, oh, kettlebells are bigger. It's like, no, that, with the right technique, it's not an issue. And then and then and then it's like, have you ever heard of club bells? And I was like, come on, dude. I was like, have you even looked up my name? Oh, but have you ever looked at the videos? <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, or an ebook? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I wrote an article about club bell training. I just like ten years ago, I wrote an article about club bell training. I've got a clip on YouTube about club bell training. Well, hell, you just posted a workout last week with it. I mean, actually, a few yeah, posts exactly. before that post that you, the one in question, you had club bells in your training program last week. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. He threw the club bells. Yeah, in but, there. but my yeah, exactly. But, but my whole point with all this is that if you're, if you're going to go criticize someone, dude, do a little research on who the hell they are, especially if they have 20,000 fans on a page. Chances are they're probably somebody with a following for a reason. 
doesn't mean all the time. There's a lot of scam artists who have followings too, but it, it would behoove you to do a quick Google search and, and see who this person is before you look dumb. But you know, even all that stuff aside, my initial point stands clear. You don't get 50 reps with 70% of your body weight on the double swing to chest level. I wasn't doing those swings where it's barely going above the waist. And it looks like I'm dry humping the bell on each rep, you know? <laughs> You're not going to get 50 reps with 70% of your body weight like it's nothing <laughs> at the end of a workout if you don't have good technique, period. You, wait a minute, Mike. You mean you don't, like, you don't like to go balls to the bell when you train, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this brings up another one. This same week, I'm looking at clips on YouTube, and I came, I came across a clip that Ken Blackburn, our good friend Ken Blackburn, and his son, Mitch, master of sport, which means you're a high-level badass kettlebeller, for you, those of you that don't know what that, what that means or that, what that denotes. I came, a, I came across a clip of theirs on YouTube where they're going over a kettlebell technique, and Mitch is demonstrating the swing with a light kettlebell, 35-pound kettlebell, and Ken's kind of walking through it. And then a bunch of jack-offs who, of course, are posting anonymously, no picture, no clips to them doing anything, are going, oh, that guy's kettlebell swing is terrible. I don't see the explosive hip drive. There's no hip drive power in it. It's like, oh, this technique is terrible. And I go, again, if you guys took one second to look up who these two guys are, you wouldn't have made such a moronic comment. You would have realized, you know what, these guys are high-level people. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's wrong. And that's what's clearly going on here. You don't that have was, to That have, was going to be my point with the, yeah. the last, with the guy that made the post on your page. Here's the deal. If you don't have any experience doing it, especially experience doing it correctly, Here's a nice, big, tall cup of shut the hell up. Here's my thing. I'm not going to sit there and try to critique someone's powerlifting technique or Olympic lifting right. technique. Right, exactly. You know, especially if they've been doing it for years. Okay, if they've been doing it for years and that's what they're known for, who in the blue hell am I to question this guy? Now, I can ask, like, oh, why do you do it that way? Because in my mind, I'm like, if you've been doing it this long, then I can ask you this question and you should be able to give me an answer. That's how you do that. So think about respect. So Nothing, and don't get so pretentious just because you're on, you're sipping that big cup of one true wave bullshit Kool-Aid. So just put it down for a second and think that it's, it's got to be a reason why this guy is doing it this way, and I want to know why. We know what are the benefits from doing it that way, and you you should hope there are different ways of doing, especially like a swing or something like because otherwise swings will get boring as hell. So, but also don't try to go out there and just invent stuff just so you can be different. So that's the thing about it. But again, it comes down to if you have not experienced this correctly and taught this correctly, then you really can't just go out there and say, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, but here's, here's what's funny about the whole thing also is that, you know, I started in the RKC community, which this guy would also would have realized if he spent two minutes. It's like he's telling me to go look at a community that I was a part of when I – because Strong First is a, it's just a branch off of RKC. It's Pablo's organization. So he's telling me to go look at technique that you know, I was a part of in 2002 to 2006. So obviously, I'm aware of it. You know, I mean, so if you took a second to even know who I am, you'd realize this guy knows about that stuff and he's choosing a different style, which is going to make you ask the question, why is he choosing a different style? Because it's superior for performance. I want the best performance. And the thing about, the thing about that that's funny about the RKC is that when I was a part of it, there, there it was always talk about, oh, we're stronger because our technique, right? We use this high-tension stuff. So these little guys compress the 70-pound kettlebell more than a big guy who doesn't use tension can. It was always like technique, technique, technique. And then Valeri Fedorenko comes along, and he used to come out to the RKCs before he started the AKCs. So he would come out and demonstrate his technique and 
you know, he's he's popping up double seventy pound kettlebells, pressing like it's nothing, and he weighs like a buck seventy. And you know, he's he's physically his his abilities are superior to every single person there. You know, and this is including guys like Steve Cotter and myself and Maxwell and so forth. And then people, even then, the truth is right in front of you, right in front of you. You're watching it. It's right in front of you, literally being demonstrated. Even then, it's like, oh well, you know, that's different than what we do in. You know, he's, he's using a more relaxed style, so it's not as beneficial as what we're doing. You know, he's not getting the tension. I was like, look, guys, what about all this technique that we talk about? Because technique, technique, technique is always as drilled as king. Is like, we're, we're so awesome because our technique is so good. It's like, okay, well, here's a guy who's got abilities that are better than all of us put together. And so clearly, you know, and it's because of his technique. But now that, now that, it's, now that it's backfiring on you, it's like, well, you know, his technique is, n- is not going to give you the same benefits as our technique will. I was like, well, why is his performance so much better then? Because, <laughs> see, performance is the best indicator of whether you're using the best technique. So if one technique allows you to press a 70-pound kettlebell 30 times while another stops you at 10, guess what? The one that allows you to press it 30 times is better because it gives you a better performance. Now, people are like, well, what if I want to get bigger and stronger? Use a heavier kettlebell. Why would I want to use a light kettlebell with suboptimal technique? Yeah, I so do you mean, want better. I do you want better. You want to get bigger and stronger? Use a barbell. Yeah, exactly. How about well, that? That was my next point. Because uh, I have point. something to say about that regarding another <laughs> long-ass YouTube rant going by a bunch of anonymous jackasses. Okay, so I'm looking at, you know, so, the, you know, of course, anytime you pretty much like whenever I pop up something as far as kettlebells, then over to the right, you know, there's always suggested videos from YouTube. And then there's a video clip from Elliot Hulls from um, Strength, um, uh, uh, man, I forgot the name of Elliot's um, company. But, you know, I, I really like Elliot. You know, he has a lot of good things to say. And there's a lot of things I don't agree with with Elliot. But right, the thing right. is, I still respect what he's done. And, you oh, know, yeah. as far as, you know, in the fitness industry. And so... Pretty much he was addressing uh, a listener or a viewer's comment or question about can kettlebells make you, you know, stronger. And pretty much what he said was, now he said he likes kettlebells, and especially because they're portable and things like that. But as far as building, no, excuse me, the question was can kettlebells build muscle? And so, of course, you know, he said like, okay, yeah, one thing kettlebells won't do, you won't get as huge as Kai Green or someone like that, you know, by just lifting kettlebells. So, of course, all the kettlebell elite came in and chimed in, like, oh, obviously you don't know anything about it, you know, about kettlebells because they do build muscle. Just, you know, just get a heavier kettlebell and blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's going to help to an extent. But if you listen to what the man said, he said you will not get Kai Green if you don't know who that is. You won't get Jay Cutler if you don't know who that is. You, don't, you won't get Ronnie Coleman big by lifting kettlebells. You're not going to get Franco Colombo, none of those guys. Yeah. And, of course, those jackasses probably look like, well, that's because those dudes are all roided out. Look, dude. Even if you were roided out and you lift kettlebells only, you still won't get as big as those guys. You okay? You'll just be right. someone just roided out using kettlebells. And you so yeah. I mean, let's look at an example of the front squat, right? Like a double, like the squat is arguably the most powerful exercise we're putting on sides, right? We can all attest to that. Whether it's mm-hmm. a barbell squat or backs or, or front squat. Now with kettlebells, that, that some of the heavier sizes are what 105 pound kettlebells, 48 kilo. So let's say that you can double clean two 48 kilos and you can do sets of 10 with with those. It's still only 210 pounds. Nothing. You're not going to get huge with 210 pounds. I don't care how difficult it is to hold it in place. Your body's still working against 210 pounds. Yes, and you will get stronger. See, this is the thing we're missing. You will get stronger. And Elliot did not say you won't get stronger. You just right. won't get an ass load. <laughs> That's a cute phrase. And you won't get an ass load <laughs> of muscle, you know, by lifting kettlebells only. Keyword, only. Are you with right. me? Only. 
fourth time. Well, well what's funny about that is when you, when you look at Strong first, from what I what I can see about it, is you've noticed that they they have brought in people like Dan John so they can really cover barbell work and so forth. And the reason why is because when you're trying to use kettlebell training as a strength training tool only, it's going to be very limiting because there's only so far you can go with that. And eventually you have to go back to barbell training because I used kettlebell training for size and strength. I, I used kettlebells for size and strength when I first got into it because I was like, ah, you know, everyone's chasing reps with it. Let me try something different. And that's why I came out with my size and strength video and so forth. And, and it worked to an extent. And I, and I never said back then that I thought this was superior to barbells. I just basically said, hey, if you like training with kettlebells and you want to build some size and strength with it, here's a good option for you. Double kettlebell work, as heavy as you can go with good form, et cetera. I but eventually you're going to get to a point where where there's nowhere to go with that because it's going to get ridiculous. It's going to get to the point where it's very cumbersome as the, he- as the bells get heavier and heavier, and it's going to get it to a point where it's just not safe anymore, frankly. So that's when you have to start going back to barbell stuff, and nothing you do with kettlebells is going to equal the strength and size benefits that you're going to get from a barbell squat, a barbell deadlift, a trap bar deadlift, etc. So it makes sense to go back to those areas. So that's what's funny about Strong First is that they they – they can't compete on the kettlebell side of things because there's so many better options than that now. So now it's kind of like, well, we want we, and we can't start doing, they can't start trying to be more like the sports style where you're doing more repetitions because their technique won't lend itself to that. It's going to be a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so now it's kind of like we have to, we have to bring the barbell back into play because that's the natural extension of where our system has limitations and where it can go to. So it's like, okay, so get strong with kettlebells. And then when you want to get really strong, you know, you go back to the barbells. Like, well, you could just start with the barbell, period, right. you know, if you're training for strength. For kettlebells, for me, is repetitions now as well, which is why you see my style with kettlebells is so much different. 50 swings with double 70s. I'm working on, you know, 25 presses with double 70s. And you know, I use kettlebells for repetition work now, and I do my heavy weight training in the gym or at my home gym with the barbell. Yeah, and that's Great the thing. Combination. It's funny during those comments, somebody brought up, well, you can't build muscle with it. Have you checked out Mike Mahler's, you know, aggressive oh, you know, size and strength? I was like, oh, God. I, it was one of those things where I'm like, um, here's the deal. Okay, did you, can, did you actually really read it in the first place? And have you looked at things lately? If you look at this programming now, you'll see a mix of things. It's not kettlebell only right. and never has it really – never has it – been kettlebell only. You've always, you've always lifted barbells and used dumbbells. Yeah, I went through a couple of years. Like, honestly, no- yeah, yeah, exactly. I went through a couple of years where I only did kettlebells as an experiment, but before that, I did barbells and dumbbells for like 10 years, so I had that as a foundation. Right. Yeah, once I realized the limitations of kettlebells for my goals, size, strength, power, etc., that's when the barbell play came back in, deadlift, squats, etc. And, and now it's a combination of everything. I mean, what... what why, why do we have to just pick one training tool for everything? You know, why exactly. does one training tool have to be everything? It's like, and, I, and it doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, putting down it like, you know, screw kettlebells. You can't, you can't get super big and strong on it. No, it's like, it has other purposes. You can build incredible endurance, structural integrity, cardio, mental toughness, all those things with it. And then when you, mat, when you combine it with heavy weight training through another medium, barbell being the most level, efficient man. medium, it's awesome. I mean, even our friend Ken Blackburn was saying he's, He's been inspired by both of us to start putting some barbell moves back in, and he's loving the combination. He loves the feel of heavy presses and deadlifts and squats and then using the kettlebells for endurance because he finds that if you just do one for too long, it's limiting. Let's, let's get the benefits of everything in there. Definitely. And one thing about that, also even on the flip side of that, even for kettlebell sport competitors, one thing about us, those who are on Ken's, 
kettlebell sport team, and he's coaching us. We incorporate barbells in our GPP because our main goal, our SPP, is kettlebells. It is kettlebell sport. So we're going to be more specific on the events that we compete in, but as a tool to assist us after our main training, then we have barbells incorporated in there. One thing about it, I love trap bar deadlifts to really help me get, have my hips get really explosive, really help right. me with that pop on my hips because you know what? It really helps me with my snatch technique to pop, pop that kettlebell off my hips so that bell can float, which therefore it floats above my head, which saves my grip because I'm deflecting. See, this is, the, this is the issue. There's a reason why. So you look at these videos and you're like, oh, you're leaning back like that. That's going to just hurt your back. No, because guess what? God gave me an ass. And you know what that ass is there for? <laughs> it is there to protect my lower back so I can lean back and get it up there and get that bell overhead. But one thing about it, that bell becomes weightless from, let's just say, the point of about just a little bit by chest level up to the top of my head when, locked, when it's locked out overhead. That's the way you want it to be. But if you're standing straight up with your snatch technique where you're just sitting there and you're reaching back doing the, as I call it, the wiping from the back, you know, as you swing through, but, you know, in kettlebell sport terms, that is the backswing going into the acceleration pool. But for my teaching purposes, I say just act as if you're wiping from the back. Okay, so that, that also helps them engage and get their forearms up a little higher toward their right. crotch and not drop all the way down below their knees when they're swinging. Right, right, so, perfect. So yeah. when you're doing that and then, you, you know, you lean back and you deflect as you're doing that acceleration pool, which is when the bell is right in front of your pelvis, now – a, and you got a hook grip, that, that kettlebell is not going to give you friction. It's not going to rub. It's not going to flip and flop. And you're not going to have to grab it and try to pull it up above your head as, as you have to do when you're standing straight up and you're doing what I call, when it's come, especially when it's doing a descent, when you toss it out in front of you like you're casting a rod and reel and you're going fishing. You don't want to do that because let's just do some, let's just do some physics here. If I'm standing straight up, if I'm perpendicular with that bell out in front of me, I'm straight up in a straight line, the force of that bell is going forward with my arms. Guess where I'm going? I'm going with that bell. And so to keep me from going forward with that bell, what do I have to do? I have to grab the hell out of it, get a strong grip on it, and then try to throw it under, under me on the backswing. Well, guess what? That's friction. That's going to cause calluses. That's going to tear your hands up. Then you're going to have your hands going to be jacked up, and you can't train. Okay, so and that's the reason why so many people are like, I hate snatches because they tear my hands up. No, snatches don't turn your hands up. You tear your hands up. So don't blame it on that. That's just like your guns. Uh, that, people, no, Jack, I'm going to quote you out of context on that one when you do the show notes. Snatches <laughs> oh, don't I... tear your hands up. You tear your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When you think about it, you know. <laughs> that's going to be a, that's going to be a, I think the, the subject line of the podcast episode. Sincere so talks about why snatches don't tear your hands up. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so let's think about that. So if you're deflecting back, <laughs> now nah, I can't get that visual out of my head. So, <laughs> so easy there, rough hands, okay? So anyway, as you're going from the lockout position and you're dropping that kettlebell down that trajectory, if you're leaning back and that kettlebell is going forward, let's see, one's going forward, you're going back, well, things are going to equal itself out as that kettlebell is dropping down. And all, now you can relax your grip and let that handle hang in the hook of your hand, and then boom, you go back to that swing. Life is great, and that's why it looks so smooth and effortless, and it, it becomes a symphony instead of sitting there trying to have some hardcore metal with your snatches. And that's the thing about it. That's why I always tell people, I said, think about it that way. I said, to me, long cycle is hardcore metal, whereas snatch should be very smooth. No, we've said it many times. Nobody wants a rough snatch. Okay, yeah, you know I was going there. So nobody wants a rough snatch that tears your hands up. 
that's obviously <laughs> you gotta you gotta fix some things with that. So that's that's just my take on the snatch technique. And people who want to sit down and, and critique from videos and try to say, oh, that's just wrong. You can't lean back like that. You're gonna hurt your back, dude. Like, have you seen some of the backs of some of these kettlebell sport athletes? Like, come on, man. I mean, and, and again, I, also- uh, I get the same stuff on my pressing, right? Like, the me, me pressing double 88s at my body weight, me pressing like double 88s or anything heavier, I'm going to have to sit back some and then get under it, right? So I sit exactly. back, press, and, and shift my weight under it so that when the bells are locked out, it's, it's like I'm opening up a window and popping my head out. So the bells it's, are locked out of yeah. my center of mass. But yeah. I have to bring my pecs into it, and I have to optimize my individual leverage points to get those weights moving. I can't just stand up straight and press it strict and control. I got to blast it all the way overhead. Yeah, and then there'll was, be people that are like, oh, you're going to screw up your back doing it. I was like, you know what, man? My, my back actually is my strongest body yeah. part by far. In fact, my back is so strong that my deadlift technique sometimes suffers from that because my back tries to do all the work. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Don't and worry about my problem. back, man. I never have back problems. I go, what I need to learn how to do is you know, dip and drive and learn how to load up my legs more on deadlifts. So don't, yeah, don't worry about my back, yeah. man. I, my back is, is – I'm never going to have back problems because my, my back is resilient, man. <laughs> you know, it's just it can handle all that. Yeah, even when you're, when you're pressing over it, I always – when I'm teaching in my class, I always say, imagine that you're going to take your lats and you're going to push them through your chest. And right. that right there right. also helps. So if your butt's engaged, which is already pr- pushing your, your lower back upward – in, in a 45-degree right. angle, and you imagine that you're pushing your lats through your chest like they're just going to come busting out of your pecs, then that's going to help you with your pressing technique. And then once you lock it out overhead, I say, you know, you say, you know, you're looking through a window, I always say, you know, peek through. So I was like, you know, fall back and peek through. That's what you have to do. So, you know, pretty much it's almost like somebody's going to throw something at your face as you're, you know, you're pressing overhead. And then right. once you lock it out overhead, you're looking for the son of a you-know-what that threw something at you. <laughs> you know, you're peeking through and you're looking for them. But at the same time, I also say you got to cock out with that. You got to think about a rooster. So when you're peeking through, you got to get that little small, that slight curve in the small of your back with your ass poked out. So you almost got to kind of get in a little bit of a twerking position, you know, with that at the same time. So it's crazy. This resonates with a lot of my younger clients because I'm saying terms they understand. So again, going back to the very beginning of the show, know your audience. Now, if I sit there and say, you know, you got to get your ass out like you're twerking, and I'm saying to someone like 60, and they're like, what did you say, son? Twerking? What are you, French? What are you trying to, trying to say? You trying to say to work? You saying travel? Yay? What are you trying to do right here? <laughs> so you got to try to explain this. So know your audience as well and who can resonate with these descriptions. But, right. um, yeah, man, so, it's just, again, it's always funny because the main ones who are critiquing this have never done it or they've tried it one way and they've hurt themselves, and they're like, yeah, I hurt my back doing that, so that's wrong. And that's not wrong because you hurt yourself. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. That, that's just your own business, man. So. That's all I got to say about that as far as technique, snatch technique. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know how we got here. I think it's from some of the folks trying to criticize Elliot as far as, you know, kettlebells not building muscle. And well, it was that in my post, exactly. Yeah. And there's one more which we don't have time to get into, which is on hormone optimization. We'll save that for another episode because our, our guest, actually, Tyrone, has just uh, hit me up on Skype. So we're going to... We're going to wrap up this one, and then we'll record a great episode with him. So I think, I think what we can do this week is, or whenever we get these episodes out there, is maybe put out three episodes that week. So it's kind of like a little bonus that week. So well, anyway, yeah. something for us to consider. So let's, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Remember, folks, use coupon code LLA to get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, my testosterone booster, Restorezyme, recovery oil. And then you can also use that coupon code to – Get yourself hooked up with some of Sincere's great products. And what can they get again with the coupon again, code, Sincere? 
Yeah, 30% off of my physical digital copy of my DVD as well as my weight management 101 course. Both can be found at newwarriortraining.com, coupon code LLA. Awesome. That's going to wrap it up. And don't forget to use to, to email us to get on the VIP list, mike at llapodcast.com, sincere at llapodcast.com. You don't have to email both of us. One or the other is fine. We'll <laughs> forward it. You know, I'll forward it to Sincere. He'll forward it to me, and we're, we're putting together this this universal list in one place. So, again, we're going to just keep piling up this list until we get to May. Once once we start, once once the once the information is on our websites and we're taking registrations, the VIP list is over. In other words, we're not going to keep talking about, hey, get on the VIP list, and you know we have 30 people signed up for the course already. Right. It's only it's only until it's only before the release. Once we start taking registrations, that's it. So your your chance to get on the VIP list is now, because in May, it's going to be a wrap. And again, folks, we've said it a million times, and we're going to keep talking about it. This is going to be a fun course. And as we get more details from all of the people that are involved, we'll get more into the content of the course as well. Because some people are like, well, you know, what exactly are you guys going to be teaching there? So we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, well, we can have even an episode in May where Sincere just talks about what he's going to cover. I'll talk about what I'm going to cover. And then we'll have Ken come on and talk about what he's going to cover. Ken's actually going to be out here in April teaching the course. He's going to be staying at my house. So he can, he can come on the show then and talk about what he's going to cover. And then we'll have Steve come back, Steve Cotter, talk about what he's going to cover. So we're going to, we're going to give you, believe me, we're going to give you all the detailed information you need to make the best decision, to, to make an easy decision. You're going to know exactly if the course is a fit for you or if it's not. Either way, it's go. all good. Yep. All right, folks. So. Get on it, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody.